Welcome to Her Fantasy Football, where the three of us sisters love to talk about football matchup by matchup so we can help set your lineup. Make sure to check us out at HerFantasyFootball.com and on Twitter at HerFantasyFB. You can also see us on ESPNW and on Facebook backslash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Woo! Week <laughs> nine. <a> with, <laughs> it is Halloween week, people. It's not just for children, as we all know. We are dressed to the nines. Brandon's got a, oh, uh, a little bag of <laughs> treats over yes, there. Yes, she does. <laughs> Ashley is dressed as uh, daddy. From the Rockford Peach, right? Yep, Rockford Peaches, yeah. a league Rockford of their Peaches, own. Peaches, a league of their own. No Tom Hanks on her shoulder, but hey, we'll take just her. It's no fine. Jimmy Dugan. And I'm the witch because that's what I found in the basement. So <laughs> that's, what, that's what's going down. What, what would you call my my outfit? Um, Grab clown? bag. I was gonna say clown. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, here's the party city bag behind me. Yeah. I can put on other hats. Maybe you should switch it up throughout the entire show, Brand. Keep swapping out new hats. That's true. Right, it's Halloween. You can't you can't nail me down. You can't nail her down. No. Nope. Nope. Not at all. No predicting what she is. <laughs> uh-uh. I hate oh, making sense. That's so good. My best prediction of the week is that these people will not be getting you any points in fantasy. It's the Atlanta Falcons, Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, and the Tennessee Titans, people. They're on by, all of them. All six, get them out of your lineup. Brutal bye week. Brutal. Brutal. And I know that you know, people, you know, they pick up people off waiver wire, and they're trying to help with injuries and suspensions. Yep. But then you yep. sometimes you forget to continue to look at buys because – like this week, as some people are going to feel, um, it's not it's not healthy to be playing Kimbrell Tompkins uh, for the Oakland Raiders. So, I will say though, if you messed up your bye weeks and you are just totally sol this uh, this week, and you have a winning record, I think it's okay. I'm going to take this off. I'm sorry. I have to be able to talk for the podcast. People who can't see my nose. Apologies. Um, <laughs> I would say, uh, I just want to point out, you don't have to drop someone that you really don't want to drop. You can, if, if the next week's okay, I'm actually okay with you forfeiting one if you're like 7-0, and 6-1, oh, and one, even 5-2, and two, rather than dropping someone like, like Rashad Jennings or someone that, that's going to come back and be awesome. I'd agree, yeah. Especially with some like some player that you're just kind of taking a flyer on that maybe's going to get you two or three points, it's not worth it. Yeah, if if you have a solid team, if you don't and you know who you are, we've all been there. Go for it. Let everyone go. Let it go. We get this win. Let it go. Let it go. Oh, speaking of Halloween, gosh. Oh, uh, I just went to my daughter's uh, dance rehearsal and uh, they got to wear Halloween costumes. And three out of the five were Elsa from Frozen. So I'm so confused why they all like Elsa. You would think they'd like, is it Anya? Anna. 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 I know. All the parents love Anna. Yeah. Not so much. But the they're children. all about Elsa. 
is it's weird. It's because she's my, got powers. Well, my friend Whitney said it's whoever has the big song, and she's got the big number. She does have the big go. number, which is funny because Anna has more numbers. But anyways, this yeah. Is, but then why did everyone no, love Ursula? Here, but it's but confusing. Anyway, Ursula, no, Ursula. Yes. she had the big song in my opinion. Oh, that'd be a great costume. <laughs> I should do that one next year. You should do that one. I like That'd that. Really I like that. Well, it's an exciting week of fantasy, and we'll start off with a couple of your uh, questions on Twitter. Oh, we are. Great. So, uh, question number one comes from our friend Christopher Maley. His uh, handle is at therapist underscore Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Um, he asks us, is Monty Ball droppable for RG3? I do have Hillman and Foles one quarterback league. Ladies? You want to start a court? I don't like RG3. Yeah. Do, do you that's want more? all Courtney Do you said. want more? That's do you want more? <laughs> Here's my issue. I think Monty Ball's droppable for sure. Because I think Hillman's kind of coming and proven that he's, in my opinion, should be the back in Denver. Um, so I think Ball's droppable. I'm not sure I drop him from RG3, though. Um, my issue with RG3 is until you see him play, he hasn't been great beforehand. He wasn't great last season, so I just don't know if he's really the answer to pick up as a quarterback. I get the idea that he's going to be the starting quarterback coming in, and what are your other options right now? Um, uh, are you thinking bye week? Is that why? Is that what the issue here is? Well, I think some people think that RG3 has some upside. I, I understand that thought. I, I guess for me, I would rather have Carson Palmer, Ben Roethlisberger. I don't yeah. know. I don't a whole lot of I would, quarterbacks I'd rather I have. would too. But uh, I'm not quite sure RG3 is the one that I would pick up after him not playing pretty much all season. When he did play, it wasn't working out. Um, and f- especially right. if Foles. Foles has a pretty decent schedule coming up. But I, I'm not. And he already had his bye week go by, so I don't know. Grant Foles has been unpredictable. I get it. I get and it. And RG three's upside is his his ability to move. Well, I mean, they're not going to have him be running around the field after just coming back from an injury. So, I don't really. Uh, I think he's going to be, you know, handicapped for a few weeks before he gets. Uh, the whole playbook. So I'm not not in love with it. No. Well, but the thing is, is that he's thinking, I need to pick him up now. Because if he has a decent game, he's gone. He's gone, yeah. Right. And I understand that mentality. I'm just not quite sure. Um, I feel like if I'm going to drop Monty Ball, I'm going to drop Monty Ball for uh, a more sure deal. Especially because right? Monty Ball was probably a first or second round pick. And you already have Hillman, so you've already handcuffed yourself Jeez. with that. Um, what a nightmare. Mm, I <laughs> That first or second round pick. We all know who we are. Yeah. Uh, okay, Susie Colorado. At Susie Q, 1024. One of our ladies. Um, any ideas on who the Broncos will scout out on their visit to New England this year? <laughs> scout out in what sense? Like they took Wes Walker away? Yeah. It's a joke. I think Brandon LaFell. It's never a Thanks, joke. Brandon. It is never a joke with okay. Belichick because Belichick will just drop people. It's never a joke. 
It's true. I know. Well, I want Brandon LaFell on the Broncos. So that's my selfish thing. Also, I wouldn't mind Darrell Rivas. Yeah, I think I would I would go defensive or um, I I know Goskowski would be a nice little addition to the Denver Broncos. Um, I wouldn't mind us stealing that guy away. I'm, I, I'd also take Gronk. As I say, yeah, yeah if we're if we're gonna actually get someone, Gronk. Yeah. So those are the people we want to steal. I don't know if we're actually gonna scout them out, Susie, but we'll try. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins or Brandon Cooks this week. This is Samantha Bachman. S. B. Buckma. I like Hopkins, personally. Cooks is really a boomer bust, and for the most part, Hopkins has been solid other than two weeks of the year. I trust you. I agree. Although, I think that Brandon Cooks is the uh, wide receiver that you want to own if you do own a New England Patriot receiver. But as you know, we're not huge fans of that. Mm -mm. So Nope. But I will say, in a bye week like this, this is the kind of week he would play Brandon Cooks and feel okay, especially since he's going up against the Panthers, who happen to be terrible at defense. You meant the New Orleans Saints receivers. Yes. Not Patriots. Yeah, I totally, yeah. Did I say Patriots? I I don't know. Although none of them are incorrect statements. I don't want any (laughs) Patriot wide receiver, and I don't want the Saints wide receiver. (laughs) This is what it is. Oh, man. So the Freudian slip worked out for us it this worked Halloween out. week. <laughs> it, it worked out. scary out there. <laughs> scary. Week, scary. Week nine, scary. Ooh. It is scary. <laughs> Maybe they did this on purpose. The National Football League was like, you know what? This is funny. Halloween, scary bye weeks, half fantasy football. Well, seriously, <laughs> when, you were, when you were drafting, you were like, you noticed, at least I did immediately, I was like, week four is a problem and week yeah. nine is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And week ten. So... The good news sort is, of. sort not as much the teams aren't as great there, but definitely nine teams, and four were yeah. a big problem. But once you're done with week ten, you're you're pretty much in the clear. So, I like it. Yeah. Yay! It's a good transition Woo-hoo. into that game. All right, guys, keep giving us your questions on Twitter. Her fantasy FB. Um, let's get into this Thursday night football hosted by NFL Network yeah. only. We're going to answer more of your questions through the show, you guys. So if you're watching us on Google Plus or something, make sure to send us some questions because we'll be listening. Uh, New Orleans Saints. So this is what's really interesting. Every time that I do a write-up, I, I write out how um, each how each team has fared so far against the defense that my team's going up against. And Carolina never ceases to amaze me on actually how bad their defense is this year. So bad. Wow. Really sad. Interesting. So they give up the eighth most points to quarterbacks, third most points to running backs, fifth most points to wide receivers. Yeesh. The only thing that they're good at defending is tight ends, but they're going up against Jimmy Graham, so who cares? Yeah. So pretty much this is going to be a free-for-all. It's going to be like the Green Bay game. There's going to be a lot of points, and I'm going to tell you to start people I don't normally tell you to start. Uh, no, it's not true. Actually, I, some of the people are really solid on, on New Orleans. Drew Brees. You know, last week he passed for 311 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. His 44th career game with 300 passing yards and three touchdowns, most in the NFL since 2001. So that's not nice. right. Um, I mean, Peyton Manning started playing in the 80s, so he's beat his totals. But um, can you believe he started playing in the 80s? Oh, he didn't he get it. I know, but close. <laughs> <Yeah, no. laughs> 
I mean, I haven't been saying that all, all the whole it was show. A joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. No, because he's me. like fifty years old. He is. Yeah. He is. He's has a rocker. It's a joke. Can you believe it? I'm pretty sure he started in '82. <laughs> One year Probably. after John Elway. It's amazing. I think so. Um, yeah, so anyway, he's actually sixth in the league with, uh, as far as his average fantasy points per game, Drew Brees. So we thought he was having a tough time, but he's really turned it around. Feel good about it. Mm. Jimmy Graham, 59 yards on the touchdown last week. He's back. You can play him. There you go. Um, and then Mark Ingram. Yeah, you know he what? had a game. As long as Kyrie Robinson and Pierre Thomas are not there. You can play him freely. And you know what? He was great at the beginning of the season, too. It was really once he went out that the three of them were just not doing anything. So you can actually feel pretty great about starting him. You know, last week was his career highs, 24 touches, 172 yards. He also had a rushing touchdown. So um, He was so sweet in his press yeah. conference, a little interview afterwards, too. Not the, sorry, not the on the field, not the press conference where Michelle Tafoya gave like all the credit to the line. He was just sweet, little pumpkin. Yeah, and you know what? He's finally getting a chance. Sometimes you think these Heisman Trophy winners kind of get it handed to them, but he's he's kind of had a rough go of it, which is weird. Sure, actually, but um, good for him. As far as gut calls are concerned, as I said, Brandon Cooks. So this is. This is interesting. People keep asking me who I should have on the Saints for wide receiver. Should I, you know, who should I play? Who should I play? Okay, I surrender. If you play in PPR, you can play Brandon Cooks. So he's had 40 receptions this year, which is 14th in the league right now, which is crazy. You wouldn't know that because, unfortunately, he's only had 372 yards off of that. But if you're playing PPR, it's still points. Yeah. So I will say that he's that guy. He did get a touchdown last week. That was his first touchdown of the season. Um, but I, I think that things are looking up for him. He is a rookie. I feel okay about it. As far as bench warmers are concerned, Travaris Cadet, it's only if you're in a PPR league um, that you could even think about it. He caught four passes for 40 yards. They're really using him as a receiver, not really a running back. You know, that, you know, out of the backfield kind of stuff. So um, it's a bye week problem. So it's a bye week problem. Only you know how desperate you are. That's yeah. right. I can't. I can't do that for you. I'll tell you how not not desperate you are. Kenny Stills and Marcus Colston. Okay. Stills has one game over sixty two yards. Colston has two games over hundred yards. Although one of them came in week one. And then it also came with a fumble. So we actually had less than 10 points in standard scoring. So um, each time they kind of go back and forth with each other. I, I don't know. And then Josh Hill, if something were to happen to Jimmy Graham, he's the guy. But even so, Carolina gives up so few. But he scored three touchdowns. You may not know that. Josh Hill is like a top 25 tight end on the season. Wow. Think about that. And you don't even know who he is. <laughs> yeah, but he's only valid, if, like, important if you're in, like, a two-tight you know, tight end league. Or you can play a tight end and a flex. Or you're in a really, really deep league where you can't pick people up, or you can only pick up really, really crazy people like the Scott Fishbowl League that we're in. Which, by the way, we're running a thing right now that if you make a comment on one of our shows, you are nominated, or you're in a drawing to be part of the Scott Fishbowl next year, because we get a spot for a fan. Yay! 
Yay. It's really, it's yay, been yay. really fun so far. It's it a fun is one. Fun. Court, that's because Courtney's killing it. That's why she says it's fun. I lost last yeah. week for the first time this year. I mean, still in the playoffs. I'm still in the playoffs. Last week was a weird week. It was just, yeah. we- it was brutal. We lost. I know. It was really bad. Nice, <laughs> Brandon. Nice. <laughs> well, that is the Saints. Let's get into the Panthers. It's pretty easy. You start them or you don't. We've got yep. Calvin Benjamin. What? He had the most yards last week since week three with 94 yards against the Seahawks secondary, which are serious. You know, he continues to be a threat down the field. I love him. The Saints yep. give up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. You know, he's a rookie, and I think he is rookie of the year in my eyes. Love him. Yes. Tough. Him or Sammy? Oh. Benjamin. He's more Sammy consistent. Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Sammy. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I got to see Scarlett do that, her Courtney's daughter, and she does the actual like gravel voice. Oh yeah, so does, Gen- so does Genevieve, my two-year-old. She's funny. <laughs> she loves it. She'll be in the back seat, and all of a sudden, Sammy Watkins. Is how she says it. It's <laughs> so funny. It's so good. He's like our favorite player in the Kirby household. Although we're not a huge Buffalo fans, but that's okay. Um, but I am a Raised Benjamin fan, and I think he's consistent and fabulous, and I'm into him. Greg Olson, I'm into him, too. Yes, he had a bad game last week. They all have him. Okay? Can I say that I played Greg Olson and had Gronk on my bench? Not happy. That's a tough one. That's a tough pill to swallow there, Ashley. I apologize. Um, if you have Gronk, start Gronk over Olsen, Okay. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. You have both of them. Really? But um, he's still, he's, well, yeah, now. right? They, you know, Seattle double teamed him because he's such a threat. I mean, these these defenses are catching on. The Olsen is the man in Carolina. So um, it's going to be another tough matchup because the Saints are really tough against tight ends. It's like they have the best tight end, and they're really tough against tight ends, which is crazy because the New Orleans Saints defense is nothing to write home about, but. No. Prepare yourself for not another stellar week from Olsen. Um, but you don't bench your studs, people, unless you have Gronkowski. And you know what? <laughs> I'm putting Cam Newton in the play him if you got him category. I know he Ooh. burned you last week. Ooh. I get it. I got it. Sorry. That's really unfortunate. But the Saints are not known for stopping their quarterbacks. And he is looking healthier. He made a lot of mental mistakes last week. A lot. I mean, it was kind of crazy. But both of his running backs are back. They're healthier. And he'll be able to rely on that. And, you know, I think it's going to be a good week for him against the Saints. A good, a good Thursday night showdown. Other than that, I guess Jonathan Stewart's a gut call if you are willing to put him in a flex. Um, position D'Angelo Williams is back and the Saints are better covering running backs than they are other positions so it's not my favorite matchup I wouldn't play them I'd bench them but I understand if you're going to go with one I think it's Stewart and everybody else is benched boom Tampa Bay Buccaneers one in six the Cleveland Browns four and three sleeper central sleeper central happy Halloween I'm Say no one is a play if you got him. Mm. No one. But my gut calls Bobby Rainey. <laughs> per usual. So, <laughs> well, here's the thing. So Martin's injured, right? 
And um, Rainey will get the nod. He will be the workhorse. He's going to get the most points. And he actually has even been more productive than Martin in games where he is playing the backup role even. So obviously he's more productive on the field when he is the main featured back, but even these games where he's the backup, he's been more productive in a lot of them. What's happening with Charles which is, Sims? Is he? Which is really sad. He might get activated. Um, I don't really see him eating into too many of Rainey's touches. Mm-hmm. He will a little bit, but I, I mean, Rainey's still the guy. Way to squash I don't that think rumor. He, I like it. Yeah, I don't We're think he's... We're taking a stand here at her fantasy football. Yeah, I don't think he's really worth uh, the flyer on, personally, but... You know, what is interesting is that, you know, he is going up against the Browns, Rainey is, who give up the eighth most points to running backs. So this could be an interesting week for Rainey again. And with the fact we've got six teams on by, including people like Matt Forte, Rainey's not a bad pick since people are probably kind of digging kind of deep on that. Uh, Mike Evans I have also in my gut call section. I'm intrigued by him. Yeah. Yeah. So Jackson isn't getting the ball. So it's pretty much Mike Evans. He's the only one really getting it. And what's interesting is that his last four games, he scored 12 points, zero. That one hurt. But then 11 points and seven points. So he's worth looking at this week. And the Browns have a pretty mediocre secondary, so there's a good chance that he could actually have another decent week here. So he's on a bit of a hot streak. So I kind of like Mike Evans as well. Bench, Doug Martin. He's listed as questionable this week. He left the game uh, with an ankle injury and was in a boot. So that's never a good sign. And, you know, but to be honest, you weren't really playing Doug Martin anyway at this point. You really weren't. I mean, he's like Total giving you nothing but heartbreak for the most part this season. Implosion. Yeah. It's terrible. It's terrible. You know, it's it's time to give up on him. You know, for those of you who are still trying to make it work. Because the rest of us have already kicked his tush to the curb a while ago. Bye. Bye. He's done so. Bye bye. And Vincent Jackson, you're close behind, buddy. <laughs> Gosh, two reasons. His rib is limited in practice this week. He did hurt his rib, um, so that's not a great sign. And, oh, I don't know. He's been awful yeah. every single game but one this year. So, I mean, literally, he's averaging six points this season, which doesn't sound terrible when you think about it, but when you actually look at his week-to-week numbers, he had, like, I think a 14-point game, which has kind of spread the wealth around. I mean, we're really literally talking in this, like, three- to four-point range for most games. It's not. It's not going to cut it. So that's that's the Bucks. The Browns are kind of sleeper central. Um, Andrew Hawkins actually had a really great game last week against Oakland, and they're they're kind of good against the pass. So he got seven passes for eighty eight yards and a touchdown. Yes, he had that zero out week, and that scared all of us away. But now he's kind of on the waiver wire. A lot of people dropped him. You can pick him back up. You can play him um, because. The Bucks give up the absolute most points to wide receivers. Fabulous. Number one, as in number 32. Killing it. Killing, Killing it. it, Bucks. Killing it. So uh, <laughs> I, think, I think Andrew Hawkins. And also, if you're feeling feisty and you want to go in and grab one of those other wide receivers from Cleveland based just on the matchup, you could probably do worse. So now here's the deal. Ben Tate owners were saved last week by his late-game late touchdown because he did not – Play well. He only rushed for 26 yards last week. Um, Off a lot of attempts, too, by the way. On a lot of attempts. Uh, 
But Oakland came to play last week in a really weird way. And uh, anyway, either way, here's what's really scary. First of all, the center being gone, still a huge problem. Second, the Bucks give up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs. So look for a bounce back. Third, even with that terrible game, the Browns have already doubled their rushing touchdowns this year from last year. Oh, my gosh. That's so sad. So bad. And we're halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah. Or exciting if you're a Browns fan. You could look at it that way too. Yeah. They have they have nine rushing touchdowns and last season they had four. Amazing. Yep. So bad. Gut calls Brian Hoyer. It's kind of a it's not the greatest matchup, not a terrible matchup. He's not great. He's not terrible, but he's much better at home, and he's at home. So if you have one of those quarterbacks this week, he might be your guy. Bench warmers. Jordan Cameron got a concussion again. Third. I, they're calling him questionable. I'm counting him out. We ranked him because everyone else did, but I think that you need to take um, take your life into your own hands. Uh, his backup would be Jim Dre if you really need it. Go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Tight ends are terrible, though. They are. Yeah. They're bad. I got someone for you. Kendricks. Yes. Pick him up instead. Thank you. Oh, man. You all done there, Brandon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We got the Arizona Cardinals 6-1 and one at the Dallas Cowboys. 6-2. and two. Who would ever thought they would have lost against Washington? Cole McCoy. It was like, it was just like, the cherry on top of the 2014 season thus far. <laughs> I have all these Redskin fans, not fans, friends. And uh, I was like, yeah, good win, guys. And they're like, yeah, Romo choked again. And I was like, eh, I'm not sure to say he choked. Like, oh, he choked. He choked. And I'm like, he had like this like, great moment of like getting hurt and then like rallying back to come in. Although Whedon was playing better. <laughs> Pretty Play better than Roma in some situations. But I was like, oh, it was like a story of the candy. And then, womp, womp, Redskins. The NFC East is the most hateful division of football. I hate us. They all hate each other with a passion. And they're all on the East they Coast. Do. And they're all just totally angry. Nothing positive to say about them. No, really interesting. To each other. Just, just kind of depressing. Well, let's talk about the Cardinals, who are not so depressing. Six they're and great. one. What? They're the worst best team in the NFL, I have to say. They are the because, worst. Because, yeah, best. I just can't believe that they're six and one, you know, because I constantly am disappointed with somebody or two people on their roster. So it's very, it's very upsetting to me, but I love them all at the same time. So we're going to play them, you guys. Why not? Carson Why Palmer. Not? Hey, he's back. 300. 29 yards and two touchdowns. You know, he's only thrown one interception in the last four games, and he looks to be, like, recovering fairly nicely from his shoulder injury. He's only owned in 50% of yeah. 56% of leagues, you guys. So pick him up and play him. You got, you got some quarterback woes? Pick him up. That right there is a better QB option than RG3 we Absolutely. were talking about earlier. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. season for sure. Yes. Um, Andre Ellington. Yes. Larry Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. I have him in the "Play if you got him" category. You know, no, Dallas is no joke. They just, they just, you know, pretty freaking good against the pass. But you know, I just, I just have this feeling about Fitzy that he's gonna do it again this week. He's just gonna do it again. I feel like he's gonna be the man who's gonna get you another hundred and sixty yards and a touchdown. Maybe not that many, but you know, he's gonna, he's gonna get you your points. 
So I have And then never again. And then probably never again. Uh, it's, that's the funny thing about Arizona. There's such boom or bust, but they come out with the victory. It's, it's crazy. Speaking of booms or busts, my gut calls Malcolm Floyd and John Brown. Flat had, excuse me, Floyd had four targets on the day with zero of everything. Receptions, yards, touchdown, nothing. While Brown had 10, and he did a whole lot more with 119 yards and a touchdown. But it's just, it's very inconsistent. Palmer loves throwing it to Brown. Floyd has amazing talent. They're just such boomer busts that it's hard to predict what's going to go down in Arizona. Um, Arizona's defense, I have them in gut calls. We have them ranked 10th. Let's just move straight into the Dallas Cowboys. DeMarco Murray, yes, please. It's the Murray show, and I love it. It's my favorite. Remember when people are eight weeks in a row now? Yeah. Over 100 yards? Yeah, Yeah, it's his eighth game over 100 yards. Yeah, his fourth game over 20 fantasy points. He's crazy town. That's all I have to say. Play him. Des Bryant. You know, Des is like, I feel like Des is, is the perfect picture of this NFL season. Just four and four. Just okay. I'll take it because he's not, he's not losing me games, but he's just not that rock star that we're used to Des Bryant be. He's not the number one guy in Dallas anymore. That's Murray. And, and I'm okay with that. So just everybody just needs to be okay with 10 points. No more. Usually no less. It's just going to be 10 points. Terrence Williams, uh, I like him. Still a good wide receiver three flex player. He saw so many more targets last week. I felt like they were listening to our show, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jason Witten. <laughs> finally. <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys. Jason Garrett's got to get it together. Seriously, not my favorite. It's not my favorite. Um, neither is Jason Witten, but I'm going to put him in the play him if he got him category because he is stepping up his game. Five receptions for 70 yards. Awesome. And his second touchdown. Okay. All right. I'm into it. I'm into it. Got calls. Tony Romo. Um, as we said, he's injured, was injured, uh, last week in the game. We didn't came in for him. I think he's day to day. He's questionable guys. So make sure you got a backup for your backup. That stinks. And the Dallas defense, <laughs> they missed. They, one of their key players got injured last week, so it's not going to be the same Dallas defense that we're used to in 2014. So prepare. Then we get the Philadelphia Eagles, 5-2 and two against the Houston Texans, 4-4. Four and four. All right, Eagles. So they had a pretty decent fantasy game, even though they lost to the Cardinals. But the Cardinals and the Eagles are really good. They're both really good teams. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, you know, someone had to lose. I told you the Cardinals were going to win. All right, all right. Winning, winning. Winning. Um, <laughs> so play him if you got him. Listen, there's a ton of people on buys. You're playing Nick Foles. So I know he's had a tough, tough, weird season. Yeah. That offensive line. They're, but the offensive line is getting better. And here's the deal. Last week he threw for 411 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. But the best news is that he was not sacked once. Yay. Right. Sackless. Yes. Just how we like him. Uh, so you like that. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Sackless, just how we like him, is what you said. Are you going there? I'm going I think there. she went there. I like it. And, uh, yeah, I, I do that. So the only thing you don't like about Foles this week is that he's going up against J.J. Watt. And let's just all pray that he does not take a pregame selfie 
because that's when J.J. Watt, I guess, loses his mind and goes after you and won't let it go. Oh, that was so good, though. <laughs> Every it was time. so weird. Every time. It was, I was so like, good. It was so interesting that it was such a big deal to him. I was, I was kind of riveted by it. I was like, wow, okay, this really upsets you. Selfies. He's crazy. Okay, I'm into it. I mean, he's crazy. <laughs> He totally went get off my lawn with us. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Selfie. Also amazing is Jeremy Macklin. You guys, he has been killing it all year long. Killing it. He was it. our best call in the preseason for sure as a sleeper. He's sleeper no more. Uh, Twelve. And so graceful at completely eating it. That Gatorade table <laughs> has never been destroyed in a more beautiful manner. Than oh, man. 12 receptions, good. 187 yards, two touchdowns. The last Eagles player to hit all three of those benchmarks in a game did the exact same thing. 12, tu- or 12 catches for 187 yards and two touchdowns. His name was Harold Carmichael in 1973. Nice. Yes. Oh, random stat of the what? day goes to Brandon. At the Cardinals. No way. Oh, oh right. freaky. All freaky. Right. Almost like Halloween freaky. freaky. Yeah, okay. So, um, listen, the only difference is that Carmichael won the game. Ooh. Uh. I went there. It was a crazy week. He's not going to do that again, but you know he's going to be solid. Great. LaShawn McCoy, I don't know what to tell you. He is getting over 20 touches per game. Last week, he did rush for 83 yards. He's only one rushing and zero receiving touchdowns on the season. But you probably have to start him, especially in a bye week. So let's just not talk about it and pretend it didn't happen. For sure. Zach Ertz is in the gut calls because he started off the season awesome. He has not been awesome lately. Texans give up the eighth fewest points to tight ends. He's barely a starter. Something to think about. Also, they're probably going to need Brent Selleck in their blocking. Um, Just putting that out there to try to protect Foles from – J.J. Watt. So, um, Ben Tormers, Darren Sproles, he sat out week eight due to a knee injury. He's back at practice, but I, I still think that he's not playable. Done. All right. Where's my hand? On to the Texans, shall we go? Please. Yeah, this will be really short. Uh, Arian Foster, another huge week. Huge. Huge. He was the highest scored running back. He had 35 points, two rushing touchdowns, 151 yards. I'm not going to insult your intelligence and tell you why you must start him, as you are already starting Amazing. him. Amazing. No reason to go on about it. McGut calls is DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, he was hot scoring at the beginning of the season. Yep. He had 14 points, 8 points, 11 and 12. Then he cooled off a little bit with 6 and 1, although 6 is not terrible. And he seems to be heating up back again with eight points two weeks ago and then nine points. So really, he only had one really, truly terrible week. Yeah. Two, you know, he got the six, it was kind of like subpar. And what I really like about the last two weeks is that all of those points are off yardage, which to me is so much more of an important sign because what that tells you is that he he's really playing good ball, that he's being incorporated, he's running good routes, he's getting open. It's better than when you just have some guy that randomly gets targeted in the end zone. It's a completely different kind of situation. So I, I he's playing really good ball right now. I like DeAndre Hopkins. My bench, Andre Johnson. Sorry, buddy. For sure. Still on my bench. He teased us that one week with 13 points in week six. But he's back to his five-point old ways, and it's just not going to cut it. 
It really isn't. So not when you've got other guys out there that are scoring more points. I know they're you know not as big of a name, but I know I'd personally be starting Hopkins over Johnson. This is the time in the season where you have to retire people's jerseys, guys. Just because it's the name yep. doesn't mean you have to start them. He's done. Done. Does Andre Johnson and Vincent Jackson like hang out on the weekend? Yeah. They, really do. they get a burger and they sit around and they talk crap about all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. They hate us. They hate us. That's they hate right. all fans. We hate you. We hate you. That's right. So it's full, so it's full circle. There we go. Oh. <laughs> but we would never tweet at you because that's crazy. No, we would never do that. We would only never. say it on, you know. We're kidding. We don't hate you as people. No, not at all. We hate you. We hate you in our lineup. And that is fair. The New York Jets, I love them in my lineup. One and seven at the Kansas City Chiefs, four and three. Game of the week. It's always the game of the week when it's the Jets. It's just always. It really is. The very unfortunate thing here is that they keep going up against good defenses, and that's just not going to fare well for anyone. (laughs) Um, The Kansas City Chiefs give up the fifth fewest points to quarterbacks, third fewest to running backs, ninth fewest to wide receivers. The good news, though, is that they give up the eighth most points to tight ends, and that's why Jay Samaro is in my gut calls. Because <laughs> if you need a fill-in tight end, I think there's a possibility. But I, I agree. I, I am going to put... <laughs> Not a high possibility, but we can't rule it out until... Right. It's... Why? Because Vic isn't, can't play like his 24-year-old self. That's right. I believe he's saying these things. He just has to stop. I will say Chris Ivory is solid. Solid. Solid play. Last week he rushed for 43 yards and two touchdowns. 43 yards. That may make you sound, you know, sound like a crazy person. Yay. But let me tell you, if you saw the game, that was a small miracle. It was. And I am very impressed with him. (laughs) (laughs) So... There's that. Eric Decker also. The, one of the more unfortunate things about the season so far is that Eric Decker doesn't have a quarterback. Because even without a quarterback, he's catching seven passes a game. I don't know how he does it. He's really good, you guys. I know this sounds crazy, again, because you're like, but seven passes for 40 yards. Listen, another miracle. There are some really good players on here. Actually, it's making me wonder about this whole... Is it just because Geno Smith doesn't have playmakers, frankly? And last week, Percy Harvin's first week, you know what? It was interestingly his third best fantasy game of the year. It's crazy time. That should shock you. That yeah. should shock you. It's crazy. Um, but it doesn't shock me because this is what Percy does. He throws up this great game and he tries to get you on. And you're like, yeah, yeah, Percy. Well, let me tell you. I, and then I he stinks it up the next week. Except for, I think the Jets are really going to include him in their game plan, unlike the Seattle Seahawks. So he had nine targets last week, and Eric Decker had 11. They, they want to throw the ball. The Jets, I will say I like Decker as a better tandem than I did Percy with Baldwin. The Jets love yes. crazy. and They do love crazy. They, they feed, do. Off, they feed crazy. off crazy, and I'm into that. So, hey. And when I say target, I'm using that word loosely because Michael Vick is the new quarterback. In uh, threw it within 15 yards of him. I say let me ask target. you: Is this a for sure fix? Because what I heard is he's like it's like day to day or week to week as to who the starting quarterback will be. No, they named the, they named Vick the starter, and and Gino's like questionable too. No, I think it's it's pretty much a done deal. It doesn't matter. They both for... had three turnovers. I don't want you to feel like there's any change whatsoever. 
It is in name only. Um, it's sad. They are the second sad. pair of quarterback teammates in the last 15 years to each have three turnovers. Amazing. That has happened before. I was shocked, but it has. So, I love it. Yeah. Um, and in case you're wondering, Geno Smith ended in standard scoring with negative five fantasy points. Yeah. Go Jets. Go Jets. Sad. That's it. <laughs> they are the worst, worst team in the NFL. Huh? They are the worst, okay, worst. Okay. Yeah. Worst, sad. Yeah. But I'm you serious have to love about them, Jason right? Love them. Love the Jets. They're like, that, that, uh, they're like that ugly puppy, right? That you can't help but yep. love. Because who else is going to love yep. it? That's right. That's right, yeah. Ashley. Yeah, mm-hmm. the ugly puppy. The Chiefs aren't much prettier, but what I will say is, playing if you got them, Jamal Charles. Yeah, they're way prettier. Already they're hot. Well, they're, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I think <laughs> everyone's fear that Charles is going to bust for them this, this year should be gone at this point. Thank you. I would hope. You know, because his last four games, he put up 28 points, 8 points, 16, and 23. He was the third highest scoring back last week, and he looks like the Charles of old to me. Yes. So be thankful that you drafted him and play him every week. Don't even think about the beginning of the season. He was hurt. It is what it is. Charles is back. Be thankful you have a consistent running back. So let me tell you what, LaShawn McCoy owners out there, myself included, we hate you every time you get mad about Charles. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway. Got calls. Niall Davis. I don't love Davis this week. Because the Jets have a great line. Yeah. They do. And they give up the six fewest points to running backs. Yes, Niall Davis is a bit of a hybrid player, but I still don't feel great about his odds this week. It's it's a tough week, but my thought is with six teams out on bye, a lot of people are going to dig pretty low in the rankings to find a player to play. And Davis isn't a terrible option if you're desperate. It's not terrible. Because they do incorporate him in the receiving game. So... Yeah. And my bench is everybody else. Because everyone else is just subpar enough. That's what I'm Everybody mentioning. else. Everybody else. I would say Travis Kelsey I'm intrigued by, but he's only gotten like four and three points, and the Jets are pretty good at defending tight ends. So that's why he's not being mentioned. There him. you go. I think you just mentioned him, Ashley. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars one and I know seven. someone's going to be like, what about Travis I Kelsey? Travis you know, one, Kelsey. Of, um, one of the regulars I, I have at work um, – he asked me, he's like, okay, Kelsey, Kelsey or Jordan Cameron, right in the spot, right in the spot. And I picked, I picked Kelsey. And he yeah, got point five more points than, than Jordan Cameron. And it's because Jordan Cameron's a hot mess. Anyways, Kelsey's, I mean, he just, you know, he's going to get you. Yeah, you know, you're gonna, yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars, yeah. one and seven, the Cincinnati Bengals, four, two, and one. Okay, Jacksonville. I'm going to do a broken record thing, and it's called Allen Robinson is the best wide receiver on this team, and you need to pick him up. It is ridiculous. He's a must-start if you're in PPR leagues. I don't know how many times I need to say this, and he's still not owned in most leagues. I don't understand. I have this argument with a guy that I'm seeing right now about Cecil Shorts, and I'm like, I don't even know why we're having this conversation when Allen Robinson is available in your league. Like, why are we even talking about this? He's like, but Cecil. I'm like, no, 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 but Cecil. Retire the jersey. Retire the jersey. <laughs> Put on the new one. It's time. It's oh, time to switch it up, people. 
I'm so overwhelmed with why people don't pick this guy up. He only does it every week, people. It's like he keeps telling you over and over to pick him up, and you won't do it. He didn't have a zero week like Andrew Hawkins. He's literally the real deal. Um, also the real deal, kind of, is Denard Robinson. Congratulations. First Jacksonville running back to have over 100 yards in back-to-back games since Maurice Jones-Drew in 2011. Hey. Oh. Um, yeah. that's that that's worse than the four total rushing yards of the Browns <laughs> last season. <laughs> rushing touchdowns, yeah, terrible. Um, yeah. Listen, the guy's nickname is Shoelace, which I enjoy. It's a good nickname. It's great, but here's the thing: um, he his first two plays of the game went for forty five of those hundred some yards. So. He still needs big plays to get it done because Jacksonville is still a bad line. So I'm just putting that out there. But I do think that he is a decent play in a year where only 22 running backs in standard scoring average more than 10 points a game. Think about that. Thinking, thinking, thinking. (laughs) Blew my mind. Blew my mind. I just got thinking that we should name this show this, the uh, Sad Stats Show. It's all like sad, like wah, wah. It's a weird year. Four and four, and baby. We need to wake it's up, weird people. Year. Halloween is time to get it together. I don't know why Halloween. It's not like New Year's where you have resolutions, but we do here. <laughs> fantasy. So, gut calls, though, once again, desperation at tight end, Clay Harbor. So, this is a PPR call because... He's had at least four receptions in every game. He's just only had two games of 70 or more yards, and he's only had one touchdown. But and he's on the Jags. That's what it is. So um, the Bengals do give up the second most points to tight ends. So these are my matchup guys, Jason Morrow and Clay Harbor. Things to think about. Um, bench warmers, Blake Bortles. What the what? Mm. Keep throwing two interceptions a game. Why? Why? He's four pick six this season. This season. Because he's a rookie. The most in the NFL. I know, but it's just... Do you know who else did that? Do you know Smith? Hashtag lock Bortles back up. No, no. Yeah. I love him. I just don't... Find the sell. I just think the interceptions have stopped. The other stuff's good, but the interceptions really bother me. Um, and Cecil Shorts, yeah. One game with a touchdown. Um, he has one game with over 100 yards. the other yards. stuff's good. Other than that, he's been bad. You just can't start him, especially against the Bengals. There we go. Bam. Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cincinnati's defense. Why? Because they're playing against Jacksonville. And who gives up the most fantasy mm. points? Jacksonville. Two interception Jacksonville. That's the one. That's the one. But Courtney, Blake Bortles is fantastic other than He's his interceptions. really broken. good. Okay, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's the future. He's the future. <laughs> he's he's uh, the Whedon of uh, yeah. 2017. All right. You know who doesn't care about the future is fantasy players in the now. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Unless you're in a dynasty league, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and but. then Mohamed Sanu. What? Amazing. Yeah. Love him. He looked great. Another great week. Another great week. I told With you. AJ Green. Does not matter if AJ's there or not. I think he loves being the number one guy, though, for Dalton. I do have to say. He had 125 yards rush, um, and rushed for another 27. So, bam. Boom. Hell. He's the only guy that's not injured on the Cincinnati Bengals, so we're going to start him. 
and therefore everybody else isn't gut calls because they are injured. Giovanni Bernard, injury alert, injury report, injury report, injury report. Uh, no word yet on how Bernard's hip is and whether he will be playing this Sunday. So keep an eye on him. Um, AJ Green. Another injury report. Green is still listed as questionable this week and most likely will sit out again. So hopefully the guy you have that replaced him is not on by this week. If so, well, bummer. Andy Dalton. Uh, you know, he's going up against Jacksonville, so that's okay. Um, there's, there's a, a chance. chance. There's but a I chance. would say if Bernard is not playing... Um, He doesn't have that to rely on, to fall back on. Um, I would not start him. It's just not a thing. And everybody's on the bench. We got the San Diego Chargers, 5-3 at the Miami Dolphins, 4-3. Play him if you got him. Once again, Phillip Rivers, broken record time. Start that guy. You know, and I don't care that Miami gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. It does not matter. No. Okay. I got into a fight with some guy walking, not like a real fight, but kind of, to the Thursday night Broncos game. This guy's like, I'm not going to play Phillip Rivers tonight. I'm like, you don't bench Phillip Rivers. He's like, I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to play him against the Broncos. And I'm like, I love guys like you that don't actually care about winning fantasy. <laughs> You're my favorite. <laughs> he didn't like that comment. You know, Dad doesn't he not do like that. that comment one no, neither does Mom. I know, Mom doesn't yeah, either. I benched Floyd That's ridiculous. I, was, I, didn't, I didn't want to have to do it. Oh, I always play people against the Broncos every time because I'm like, oh, yeah, we give up points left and right. Yeah, I never think twice about it. I'm soulless. Yeah. In fact, I even was high-fiving people every time Eddie Royal caught a pass. Because you, you had <laughs> Eddie and, Royal. Uh, I had Eddie Royal, and a lot of people were not, they were not too happy with me, but I was like, whatever, I've got Sanders, too. I'll high-five yeah, you too. Yeah, sure. And Sanders rocked it, <laughs> so whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, speaking of that game, though, uh, Brandon Oliver... Okay, I, I want to I talk to people that own Brandon Oliver right now. I hope you watch that game. He should have had negative 50 yards. He played awesome. I mean, I, I know this sounds insane, but he got hit behind the line of scrimmage almost on every single play. It was out of control. I know he only rushed for 36 yards, but literally it should have been negative 50. It was, it was out of control. Now, Ryan Matthews is, did not practice on Wednesday, so he's probably not going to be back. It's probably Brandon Oliver again. He also caught seven passes for 27 yards, you guys. I know that it looks pedestrian, but once again, almost all the passes are behind the line of scrimmage. He kept getting his butt kicked, and, and Denver was just on all cylinders that night. So I, I, I would feel, yes, Miami isn't easy against the run, but they do give up the 14th most fantasy points two running backs. They're much easier than Denver. He will be fine. He's going to have a great game. He earned every yard last week. So I just want to talk people off the Brandon Oliver can't play football train. Um, That's just not true. And then um, Antonio Gates. Here's some unconventional advice. I would target Antonio Gates. um, If there's a person with two tight ends, I would trade for Antonio Gates in a heartbeat. This guy's a touchdown machine. He's literally Love averaging 1.1 1. 1 touchdowns a game. That's crazy. No one averages more than of. one touchdown a game. That's so ridiculous. 
Um, he's also averaging four catches and 52 yards on top of that. So, for tight end. Unbelievable. Also, gut calls. So, this is going to be a little crazy. Um, Keenan Allen has a double-digit target the last two weeks. Last week, he caught nine passes for 73 yards and a touchdown. It was his first touchdown of the season, but it looks like he's coming around. And they're, they're having to cover Malcolm Floyd and Eddie Royalmore, so I think that he's a decent play. And then Malcolm Floyd and Eddie Royal are my bench because they're just – it's too spotty. Unless you're in PPR, Malcolm Floyd, he's a deep threat guy, but he's just not really working out as far as fantasy is concerned at this point unless something changes. And uh, Miami gives up the sixth fewest points to wide receivers. So, When you say spotty, that just reminds me of, uh, you know – your menstrual system. We'd rather you be regular, not spotty. Thank you very much. Wow. Miami Dolphins. Gross. Halloween. Halloween. Gross. You went there. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to say Miami Dolphins defense. Nice. That's right. So here's the thing. I've got them playing if you got them. Um, is this week a great matchup against the Chargers to give up the second fewest points to defenses? No. No. It really isn't. But is that going to stop you from playing the top defense in the league because they did surpass the Lions as the top defense now? Not likely. I mean, the Dolphins' defense is legit. And the Broncos were still able to muster up six points against the um, against the Chargers. So I think the Dolphins could do the same. I think they can get you around I six points. I think so. And Rivers is known for having a meltdown once in a while. Yeah, and, uh, you know, six points is worth a start. He's got, like, 12 kids to, like, bustle around for Halloween trick-or-treating, so I'm sure he's going to be very stressed. It's going to be a stressful weekend. He's going to be exhausted. He's going to be exhausted. A lot of candy. Exhausted. So tired, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mike Wallace, I also might play him if you got him. He had his worst week last week with only two catches for 59 yards and no touchdown. Um, But the Chargers, you know, have a pretty good secondary, but they haven't played all that well the last three weeks. They've allowed seven touchdowns to opposing wideouts. So, Mm. you know, he's been a stud all season long, so don't give up on this guy due to one bad week. He's been good all season. So this is not the time to freak out yet. Lamar Miller, he also had his worst week since week two. Uh, But it wasn't that bad. He still rushed for 78 yards, you know, and he had 14 touches, so he's still getting the ball, 78 yards. If he would have scored like he did the past three weeks, he'd be back up into his kind of usual now 13-point range. So keep him in your lineup. Again, don't freak out. Got calls, none. You're either playing them if you don't or you don't. And my bench, I do want to talk about Richard Matthews. I don't want you to see that he had scored that touchdown last week and then go all crazy on the waiver wire and pick him up. He is not a viable option, okay? He has only scored one time this year, and he has a total, total of nine points for the whole season. He is a no-go. Exciting. Okay? And almost all of them came last week, so... Don't don't hop on this Richard Matthews. Well, I know I came last week. All right, we got the Washington Redskins three and five at the Minnesota Vikings three and five. Halloween. (laughs) Halloween. (laughs) All right, we got the Redskins. Deshaun Jackson, play me if you got him. All right, so Deshaun has certainly been hot and cold this season, which is interesting because he has equal double digit games as he does single digit games. But it's been a bit better recently. 
So the good news is that, you know, RG3 is coming back. Is that good news or not? I'm not sure. <laughs> but, you know, they seem to have decent chemistry But when he was playing beforehand. So keep that into consideration. Mm -hmm. But if we look at just the last four games, Jackson has scored twice and has scored an average of 13.75 points. Mm -hmm. That is good. And in those four games, he only had one bad game scoring four <coughs> points. Other than that, his lowest score was 13 points. And, you know, and the Vikings have a decent secondary, but Jackson should be able to still do fine, whether it's Colt McCoy, whether it's RG3. RG3 is getting the start. We don't know exactly how healthy he will be. RG3 tends to not stay healthy. Um, but Deshaun seems to be okay. So Alfred Morris, I also have him as a must-start. He was really productive last week. He had 18 touches and a touchdown. He rushed for 73 yards. Um, you know, his 14 points along the lines of what you were expecting when you drafted this guy um, and if you combine the fact that Matt Forte and Eddie Blasey are on by and the fact that Morris will be up against the Vikings who give up the 10th most points to running backs, I think this firmly puts Morris in the starting role this week for sure. Cool. Gut calls, Jordan Reed. If you... Oh, how do I put this? All right, if you could get points for how well you looked when you play, he'd be he'd be doing great because he had some fantastic catches. Yeah. If style points count, Reed would be doing solid. You know, but he did go seven for seven for forty yards. So while forty yards isn't a whole lot, for you know, four points isn't going to get you very far. The good news is that he's catching the balls that are coming his way. He's going to be he's been targeted more and more, and you know, RG three loves him and he's kind of a comfort zone. So. Don't rule this guy yet out yet. If they could just find him in the end zone, he'd be having some pretty good games. My bench is Pierre Garçon. Ugh. I just... I, ugh. Okay, so he's not had fantastic last four games, but he hasn't had a fantastic... been looked fantastic all season long. He has scored two touchdowns, but even with those touchdowns, he's only averaging 7.25 points. And no, seven is not awful, but if you take those two touchdowns out of the equation, he's averaging 3.4 points and is only catching four passes a game. To give you a little bit of an idea, Jordan Reed is being targeted more than Pierre Garçon. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. So I don't like Pierre Garçon either. He's got a chance to blow up, as he always does, but you should bench him, especially because we don't know what's going to happen with RG3. Bam. Agreed. 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 You know what? We're going to play uh, with the Vikings. The Vikings defense. Hey, that's it. That's all we're going to do. We're going to go down to good calls here with uh, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, this is a tough matchup. Redskins give up the third fewest fantasy points to running backs, and he's only an eight-point kind of guy. So it's not my favorite. If he can only put up eight points against the Bucks, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, Cordero Patterson. Hey. I guess he's relevant against to talk about because he's had two games with seven points. Kind of relevant. It's the, it's the Vikings. I'm kind pulling of. people. I'm, I was like, <laughs> pulling teeth here. Um, but, yeah, so he's in my gut call. We have him ranked 33rd. I don't think he's a bad play to have this week um, if you're in wide receiver woes. Um, but Craig Jennings is definitely the more consistent wide receiver. Now, that's not saying much for the Vikings. That uh, mm. Not just wide receiver, really. He's the most consistent player on the Vikings. So, sad. It's really sad. 
Um, and then Teddy Bridgewater, I've got him on the bench. We have him ranked 20th. He's just not, he's not there yet. The line's Generous. not there yet. I know, that, that was nice of you. Uh, that's all I got to say about the Vikings. We have the St. Louis Rams, 2-5 and five at San Francisco 49ers, 4-3. and three. Yeah. How many have you got him? None. Ugh, for the Rams. None. Hot mess. <laughs> Hot mess. Hot mess. Uh, but gut calls Lance Kendricks. Sure. So Kendricks has scored a touchdown in the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. He had eight points, seven points, six points. The problem is if he doesn't find the end zone, you will be a hot mess yourself. But luckily he's being targeted a lot in the end zone, and with Brian Quick out, he's probably going to see even more targets. So I like me some Kendricks. My bench, all Rams wide receivers. It's official. You can't start any wide receiver Period. Brian, Brian Quick, Quick had a season. Oh, sorry. I know he had a season-ending injury to his shoulder. So, so he's out. <laughs> Kenny Britt was your highest-scoring wide receiver with only five points. So that's going to get you nowhere. You know, but the good news is that I feel like you can stop having these dilemmas on Sundays now about whether you need to play Quick or not. Yes. Now that he's out. So it's sad but true, but you don't have to have that mental anguish Gosh. anymore. So. If only that could happen oh, to another sorry. ten guys in the NFL this year, it would be nice. Yeah. Without injuries. We don't want to wish injuries on anyone. We just want to stop right. the guessing game. But it's very sad. Really bad. How bad? He finally had a good season. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. And then my uh, Rams running backs. It's official, guys, that Jeff Fisher can be added to the Bill Belichick camp of purposely screwing up your fantasy running back situation. He's such a jerk. I hate fantasy football. I hate you. All right? How about that? It's so Halloween. Like, yeah, exactly. Here's here's the situation, right? Trey Mason was supposed to be the guy, right? All of a sudden, he surpasses Zach Stacy as the starting running back, right? Or not, because he scored three points. Zach Stacy scored three points. Benning Cunningham scored two points. It'd make it even more fresh. You're like, okay, well, maybe Trey Mason's going to get more touches. Nope. Zach Stacy had eight total touches. Trey Mason had eight total touches, and Cunningham only had three less. So you're, you we're in the same kind of committee situation where you have absolutely no idea who's going to score you the most points that week, who's going to get the most touches, or they're all going to be a dead even split. It is awful. The Rams are now on the island of running back teams you can never trust. Along, and the Saints and the Patriots welcome them with open arms as one big community of people that you're never Carolina. To touch, mm-hmm. Ever. Mm-hmm. It's terminus in the walking. And Carolina. Down. It really so it's working is. out real well for you, Rams two and five. <laughs> you guys are sassy today. We are. Well, you know, I got my witch wild. costume on. I don't know what you want from me. I'm a, I'm a firefighter now. Uh, <laughs> Save some lives goes. here for the 49ers. All right. So, Colin Kaepernick, I'm just going to call him Mr. Great Matchup. He does well in good matchups. This is a good matchup. Uh, the last time they played, he had 29 points. Woo! Uh, which was three weeks ago. So Woo! go for it. In fact, he even passed for 343 yards. Whoa. Hey. Yep. And by the way, he is uh, averaging over 18 points per game. So even in bad matchups, he's not hideous. So way to go, Colin Kaepernick. Um, in <laughs> Gut Calls slash Sadland, Frank Gore and the I don't know why the San Francisco 49ers refused to run the ball camp. I don't understand what's happening. It's not like Carlos Hyde is getting a lot of touches, you guys. He's still getting, like, the minimal amount of None, touches. Yeah. No one is running the ball. 
So don't think this is because of Carlos Hyde. Although there is rumors that Carlos Hyde is going to get more play after the bye. I don't know. I don't care because they don't run the ball anyway. It's unbelievable. So um, I don't know. I, I That's really what I'm going to say about that. I can tell you that he ran for 38 and 28 yards and, you know, what have you. But just know that he's been rushing for less than 50 yards a game. Um, however, I will say that the Michael Crabtree, Anquan Bolden, Stevie Johnson, Brandon Lloyd train is choo-chooing <laughs> this week. Uh, so um, the St. Louis Rams give up the uh, eighth most points to wide receivers. And the last time that they played, Crabtree, Bolden, and Lloyd all scored double-digit fantasy points slash touchdowns. So if you actually realize Stevie Johnson's been scoring touchdowns lately and, and he caught five passes for 56 yards the last time they played them. He was the only one who didn't score. Uh. But anyway, it's going to be a big game, I think, for pretty much all of them. I mean, Lloyd is obviously the last place guy here that, that I would pick up. But if you're playing daily fantasy and you need a like, really cheap flyer, Stevie Johnson's one I would take this week. I hope I never have to cover the Niners because I can't talk about Stevie Johnson. I'll be like, that's how you do me? Yes. <laughs> Greatest press my conference favorite. ever. One of my favorite NFL moments. Yeah, um, Yeah. so the bench warmers, Carlos Hyde, I'm only saying this because he only had 14 yards rushing and one yard receiving against St. Louis three weeks ago. And I don't want you listening to his workload going up and thinking you should play him. That's it. And then Vernon Davis, I... He's still listed as probable with that back injury. Since week one, he has not done anything, you guys. So um, until you see it, I think he has to be benched, and even in a bye week like this with no tight ends. Sad. It's sad. Yeah. Get well soon, buddy. Get well. We get the Denver, especially when my tight ends are Jordan Cameron, Owen Daniels, and Vernon Davis in the Fishbowl Mm. League. Mm. Nice drafting. Good stuff. Well, what's yeah, good? Yeah, it was. Really nice was. drafting. <laughs> we got the Denver Broncos 6 and 1 at the New England Patriots 6 and 2. This is the game of the week. Game of the week. Legit, Legit game, game of, the, of week. the week. We got the Manning Brady Bowl. Here we go. Round 100. I'm so nervous about That's this whatever. game. The Broncos will lose. And it's fine. We're probably gonna lose. I, I mean, I I've already chalked this up to a loss. It's fantasy time. We always lose there. We're all gonna win. In fantasy. But I actually, I actually feel good about it, right? Because it's so hard to beat a team twice in one year. So I'd rather lose now than we will probably see them in the AFC Championship. Because I won't beat them then. That's right. That's right, so. Ashley. Play them if you got them. <laughs> the obvious ones: Peyton Manning, Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas. Yeah. Ronnie Hillman. Okay. So, Ronnie is starting to become clockwork that he is scoring you double-digit points. He is the workhorse. He rushed for 109 yards last week, got you 12 points. Um, he is a must-start this week. The Patriots gave up the fifth most points to running back, so he could have a really good week. I do want to mention that he hurt his shoulder in practice and was limited on Wednesday. Uh, but he was able to stay on the field, which is odd that he was injured but still on the field. But I'm, I'm going to take that as a good sign. But... Sure, why not? With that said, check your injury report because there's a chance that they'll then start to use Juwan Thompson on the goal lines for a little bit more of that uh, harder ground and pound play. Mm-hmm. So yeah. keep that in mind. I still think Ronnie Hellman's still going to – he's the workhorse. He's still going to get the majority of the yardage. But just, you know, he may get the touchdown vultures taken away. Got calls. Julius Thomas. 
you are a Thomas owner, you've been pulling your hair out the past two weeks. How do you bench him? He's only scored how two, do you bench two points? Don't. I don't know how you bench him. He's only scored two points last week and the week before. I know. And only caught a total of six passes in the last two weeks combined. Six passes, you know. And what's really sad is, other than this is this is a, this is a really scary stat to add to our don't scary do show it. here. Um, <laughs> other than week one in which he had a hundred and four yards. He has been averaging only 37 yards in all the other games combined, which means if he doesn't find the end zone, he is giving you three points, which is about on par with what's going on when you look at his stats, depending on if he's got a touchdown or not. He literally is in that 30 kind of yardage range right now, so it's a little scary. Uh, Juwan Thompson also have my gut call section. I do want to say, if you are hurting for someone in a flex role because you, all the guys on your bench you've now had to put into your starting lineup because it's a really, really brutal bye week this week, Juwan Thompson is a good person to think about in a flex role because, again, we've got, A, the fact that Hillman's a bit questionable, and Juwan scored two touchdowns like last week and was used in that red zone. So if you've got kind of that situation, he's not a bad flyer to take. My bench, Broncos defense, it's the Pats. Need we say more? They give up the third fewest points. They did okay against the Chargers, but this is a, a you know with a healthy Gronk Brady combo. I think this is that's oof, oof, scary. Stay away from that. It is scary. It is very scary. You know what's not scary is Tom Brady. Yay, Tom Brady! Woohoo! I mean. The Patriots gave Chicago the smackdown last week. It was so funny. Oh, my funny. gosh. I, Who saw that coming? Oh, my gosh. I come to my parents' house to record so we don't have the kids there. And dad goes, you remember, remember when Aaron Rodgers was like, R-E-L-A-X, relax. He's like. I was going to use that later in the show. He's like, or, or <laughs> yeah, he's like, Cutler needs to be like, P-A-N-I-C, Panic! Yeah. <laughs> uh, Papa Williams. Oh, well Papa done. Williams, so good. I was like, yes, so yes, good. so true. They're so bad. Um, but the Patriots are not. This is the time of year when he's not playing well that he fakes an injury. Oh yeah, he's gonna go down. <laughs> not fakes an injury, but maybe, maybe. like makes an injury worse. Yeah, than maybe fakes it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, we're gonna play Brady. You're going to play Gronk because Gronk is back and he is the machine that we were all waiting for. What? He almost had as many points as Brady and Brady had 35 points. It was bananas. And he caught all nine of his targets too, which was great. So I'm all about him. You know what? And Brandon LaFell, here we go. If you're in wide receiver desperado mode, LaFell is your guy, you guys. He had four yep. touchdowns. He's had four touchdowns in the last five games. He's only owned in not very many leagues. So, you know, pick him up. He is definitely a boomer bust player. Um, but he has high upside. He's a big guy, probably running the slot, trying to mix stuff up against the Broncos. I'm into him. Got calls. Well, Julian Edelman. Uh, his targets were cut in half last week. I wonder if there's, like, some friction between him and Mr. Belichick, that is who I think the Patriots will seek out, is some Julian Edelman. They love that style of play. Um, and the Broncos, you mean? Yeah, so I'm at the Broncos. Sniff him out. Please no. Please no. A lot of drop balls. Odd. Oh, he cannot keep the ball. Like, obviously, you know, 
if it's right in your hands, it shouldn't be a problem. Well, for Edelman, that's not the case. It's not. I like I like my players sackless, but not ballless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a big difference. Oh, oh man. Brenda. Like it. Check that off. Big difference. Um, talk about Boomer Bust players, Shane Vereen. Um, this week is supposed to be a good one for him. But the Broncos are really <laughs> tough against running backs. So Brandon Oliver much? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be rough. It's going to be really rough. Mm. And on the bench, the New England uh, defense, because they're playing against the Broncos. Duh. <laughs> uh, we got the Oakland Raiders, 0-7 uh, against the Seattle Seahawks, 4-3. and This is going to be the Halloween special bloodbath we've all been waiting for. Play me if you, oh, you got him. Nobody for the Raiders. Andre Holmes and James Jones will put them in gut calls because we need somebody to talk about. They have they have big upsides. They have big downsides. They are definitely boom or bust. And the Seahawks give up the fifth fewest points to receivers. But this these two guys are not bad pickups to play this week um, with teams on by. So, you know, something to think about for sure. Um, Darren McFadden, um, he's no more than a flex option at this point. Um, again, Seattle gives it the fifth fewest points to running backs as well, so it's not my favorite. Bench warmers, everybody else. Derek Carr, ooh. Oakland defense, ooh, ooh. It's just, it's not, it's not going to be happening this week against the Seattle Seahawks. No, no. They keep saying that Gruden is thinking about coming back for the Raiders job. And they always say this. It's just sad. But I, their fans are so good. They and are. Like, Raiders They're fans love their team. And so I just want better for them. I want Gruden back for them. I do. Feel for you guys. We're with you. Uh, Seattle we'll Seahawks it. fans. They already have a Super Bowl, so we're done with them. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to the, Still too soon. To the Still opposite too soon. side of the spectrum here. Um, okay, so... Russell Wilson is a must-start every week, especially um, when half of the league is on buys, so we don't need to discuss him. Marshawn Lynch, this is where I am going to discuss it real quick. Okay, um, we're going to be, we're going to address your innermost fears because it's Halloween, okay? He's been underwhelming the last two outings, to say the least, 61 yards, 53 yards, and then 62 yards, so actually the last three outings. Um, he hasn't scored since week five, uh, but... As I said, considering 22 running backs average over 10 points per game, and Lynch is one of them, it is what it is, you guys. And, and you're just going to have to embrace that, that he's not going to have, like, 40-point games like he did last week out of nowhere or something. It's just it's going to be a very solid but not fruitful kind of thing. Um, the Raiders do give up the second-most points to running backs. So, R-E-L-A-X. Relax. See, I told you it was right there. It was right there. Um, also, Doug Baldwin, due to the bye weeks, you probably have to start him. The Raiders give up the 10th <laughs> I was taking my Xanax. points wide receivers. Oh. <laughs> Panamimi's great. See, I was thinking he's not quite retire your jersey, but he's a split yeah, jersey. Yeah. You know those guys that show up with, like, two different yeah. players on a jersey they've sewn together? Yeah. That's good. 
Um, it's Marshawn Lynch for me. Yeah, so I, you know, Doug Baldwin had another seven cat- catches last week. So I think that he, as far as like the go-to receiver, is the real deal. Will he score? I cannot tell you that. Seattle defense is really bottom of the barrel when it comes to a lot of turnover stats, but Oakland is top of the barrel for giving over turnover stats and other things. So um, if you held on to him, this is a week to play him. Luke Wilson, once again, you're super desperate. I understand. Um, people are talking about him because he scored a touchdown last week, but that was the only time he scored, and he's never had more than 28 receiving yards. I loved him in Legally Blonde. So good. He was fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) And when I was watching the game, all I kept thinking, he scored the touchdown, all I thought was, he's got two L's in his He does have two L's. That's weird. (laughs) I wonder if that's a misspelling. No, no, and every time I type it, there's a little red squiggly under it, and I laugh at myself. Yeah. And in honor of our father, Papa Williams, I am going to bring up Paul Richardson, CU alum, a Buffalo on Seattle. He is a pickup of the week. People are picking him up because he is getting some playing time. It's our dad's alma mater, and usually they don't have great players, so this is a big deal for us. Congratulations, Paul Richardson. You have been mentioned on the Her Fantasy Football Podcast. We respect you. And if you're in a really deep league, he's actually a pretty decent pickup. And Jermaine Curse and Ricardo Lockett are going to be trading back and forth who scores. And you could, it's literally flip of the coin. Flip it up. Flip it up. Baltimore Ravens 5 and 3 against the Pittsburgh Steelers 5 and 3. This is going to be a good one. This is good. Really good. I feel like it's going to go whether one way or the other. You know, it's going to be all defense yep. or all offense. I have it in my it's notes like, too. It's like one way. <laughs> you don't, it's serious though. I mean, it's yeah. not, it's. It's going to be orgy or family. It really, it really yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, I'll buy all in or, man, mm, uh-huh. you might lose your money on this one. Uh, Joe Flacco, we got him playing. Uh, I don't know why I have him playing if you got him. That's awkward. Uh, we have him ranked 19th, so uh, let's go ahead and move him down to gut calls. Because uh, Flacco <laughs> sucked. The, you know, the last, last week, no questions about that. Um, I do think he will be better this week. I do think he will be better than five fantasy yeah. points he gave us this, this last week, but he's no rock star. So I, I that, that threw me. That threw me. Woo! There's Flacco and mustards. Woo! Weird. No, 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 no. It's not weird. But the reason why is because I thought it was a defensive game for Pittsburgh, and I was concerned because Forsett was ruled out, but now he's questionable again, so he might go up a little bit. And that's what I was about to say. Forsett is yeah. in my mustards, but he is listed as questionable. Um, but he says he should be ready to go on Sunday, but who knows? Players always don't have the last I think say, the press, so. like, jumped the gun on that or something. Yeah. Because all of a sudden he was out, and then he was back in, so right. my Yeah, he know. says his injury is minor. You know, you got to work through the pain sometimes. All right, yep. Triple S, Steve Smith Sr., this is it. This is the last, you know, last one we got. I don't know if he's slowing down because of old age or what is going on with the Falcon or with the um, Ravens, but I'm hoping he has a good game. This has got to be his comeback week. We need him against the Steelers. He would have doubled his points last week, though, if that one call at the end of the game wasn't. I mean, he did interfere. For he sure. did interfere. <laughs> well, and I, I hope that's not the kind of play. play he has to have to be able to make those big plays he did at the beginning of the season. Um, but he's been doing those plays his whole career. Yeah, that's, that's Steve, Steve Smith. Smith. He, like, beats up people on the field. Dirty. I, yeah, throws him over his shoulder. <laughs> I understand that, but I'm hoping he doesn't have to use the push to, like, get himself started. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, old man, like, 
You know, I need that extra. Not because he's beating them up because he's a vicious little triple S. Because, you know, he, you know. <laughs> a vicious little triple S. He's vicious triple S. He's a vicious one. Um, I'm into him. I love him. And uh, I got <laughs> Steve Smith. It doesn't, doesn't have the same <laughs> ring. It doesn't. It's not the it's same. It's not the same. Uh, so. Tori Smith zeroed out last week. Boo. Boo. You know, he is just a boomer bus player. I mean, he, and he only got one point in week two against the Steelers. Um, so that's not promising him going up against nope. the Steelers again. So it's not my favorite. Um, and same thing, Baltimore defense, I haven't been got calls because it's going to be one way or the other. Both Pittsburgh and Baltimore are going to be in the top five defenses of the week or bottom 15. Ugly. Yeah, it's not pretty. Ugly. Or Big Ben will have 400 yards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh. So we're on the Steelers then? Steelers. We're just throwing Steelers. it up. Steelers. All right. Le'Veon Bell. Will this be Le'Veon Bell's best week? Probably not. The Ravens give up the fewest points to running backs. So this will be a tough battle with the line. Hard. But the good news is that Bill... I said Bill. Bill. Uh, Bell has great hands. We've renamed and he's incorporated you for the Halloween into, edition yeah. here. <laughs> he's now Bill. What about Bill? Now, Bell <laughs> is incorporated a lot into receiving plays, so he should be able to still get you points. And, you know, Bell is a top five back, so you never bench him. Nope. Period. It. Love him. Ever. Same, it. same with Antonio Brown. So Antonio Brown, we say it every week. And again, you never bench Antonio Brown. He is the top wide receiver <laughs> in the league <laughs> by by 18 points more than Demarius Thomas. That's a big spread, guys. 18 points midseason. That's a big spread between one and two. So yes. he scored 25 points last week off 133 yards and two touchdowns. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You know, and, and he looked, you know, he what? I said, oh, you're gosh, welcome. You said, thank you very much. Yeah. But he's going to be targeted <laughs> a lot in the offense in general because the Ravens, the secondary is the weakest part of their defense. Yep. So it is what it is. They're, they're going to be airing the ball out. Which brings me to my gut call section. Yep. Martavis Bryant, right? So Bryant had two solid back-to-back weeks. Two weeks ago, he scored 10 points and had a touchdown. Last week, he scored 20 points and had a touchdown. He also doubled his yardage week over week. And he's establishing himself as a pretty solid wide receiver, too, right now in Pittsburgh. And he may have some fantasy value for you as well in a wide receiver three or a flex role. So he's a good option on a rough bye week. Ben Roethlisberger in my gut calls. So let's be clear. Last week was a very freaky week. And probably will be the highest scoring fantasy game all year long with Ben Roethlisberger. But he's been creeping his way up the standings all season long. And he's now the seventh highest scoring quarterback right now, which I know may shock a lot of you guys. And last week he was the highest scoring 44 points. It was crazy with 522 yards, six touchdowns. I'm pretty sure the cameraman scored a touchdown. Is pretty much everybody else on the team scored a touchdown that game. He actually was the one who threw that touchdown to Macklin (laughs) that broke the Gatorade table. (laughs) It was amazing. <laughs> amazing. It was it was crazy down. So I don't want you expecting a 40-point-plus game. It's not going to happen. But with a lot of quarterbacks out on bye this week, Big Ben is a good option. 
It's a divisional game, which means that these two teams know each other very, very well, and it's going to be a very hard-fought game for all four quarters. And the Ravens give up the 10th fewest points to quarterback. So temper your expectations. But like Courtney said, this is either going to be a low-scoring game or like Fantasy Disneyland. Seriously. I'm, I'm excited Those are your for two this options. And I'm on It's a Small World. It's a small ride. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great ride. <laughs> um, bench. <laughs> who, was it you who hated that ride, Brad? Like you were, wanted to No, I was the one who always wanted to go on a She small always world. wanted to. I was like, it's so long. And mom was Courtney's like, the one that he's a roller coaster. Yeah, so I need the bumps. It was well, the and mom would try to convince me that I live for speed. I don't, I don't like this that's <laughs> I like when the, and they're all in their little white outfits at the end. Yes. Oh yes, they're pretty. united. Oh, <laughs> united, united in white. That's what they were trying to show there. That they're united. <laughs> all right, bench oh. back to football. Heath Miller. Oh, we're still. This is a tough one. I don't hate Heath. I don't yeah. hate Heath Miller this week, <laughs> even though I should. <laughs> But it's hard to not think that he can make something crazy happen when he came off a 17-point game where he scored a touchdown 112 yards. So it's hard to not be optimistic, but the reason I mention him is that the Ravens give up the fourth fewest points to tight ends. So I don't love that. But I can understand if you want to roll the dice and play him anyway. I can understand it. Although I needed someone for the bench, so it's going to be Heath this week. Sure. Sad. Sad Heathy. We have the Indianapolis Colts five and three against the New York Giants three and four. Here we go. Play him if you got him, Colts. Andrew Luck, Yowza, Ahmad Bradshaw, mm-hmm. um, winning. Yep. The Giants so. give up the second most uh, fantasy points to running backs. Not that that matters. Bradshaw is going to have a big game this week. I can feel it. Dwayne Allen, fifth-ranked tight end. He's still not owned, people. Pick him up. If he is not owned in one of your leagues, yeah, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. I mean, it's ridiculous. Pick him up. (laughs) Pick him up. He and Allen Robinson, what is your problem? What's your problem? What do we need to say? Like, get over yourselves. I'm wearing a red nose for crying out loud. What What more do you want? Seriously. Um, Indy's defense, T.Y. Hilton, 155 yards and a touchdown. Okay, sounds good to me. I'll do that. Uh, got calls. Reggie Wayne. I ranked him too high. You know, after I was, like, doing my notes and stuff, I was like, ooh, too high. Too high. Sad. The last three games, he had zero, 1.5, and 3.5. He is listed as questionable. Don't do it. If you're really desperate, little Dante... Uh, he's the big sleeper, and I mean, you have to, like, literally shake him to wake him up. Uh, but one good game <laughs> does not mean that he will have to. So just prepare yourself, although it is luck, and they're playing the Giants. Uh, on the bench, Hakeem Nix, sad. I think he's done. And Trent Richardson, what? He was active last week, even though he zeroed out. It was very weird. Um I don't like that. And I would not play him until the Colts decide that they're cool with him. Although he hasn't been doing that poorly, but whatever. The Giants. Play him if you got him. There's one, and it's Larry Donnell, and that's a sketchy one at that. Last time he played, I believe he had two fumbles. He's zeroed out before, and it's kind of scary. But Delaney's out. Bennett's out. Larry's still one of the top ten tight ends in fantasy scoring. So he's a good option, you guys. And... They give up the sixth most fantasy points to tight ends. Good calls. Eli Manning. Off, 
awful offensive line. It's bad. The Colts defense is pretty good. That goes with Odell Beckham Jr. and Ruben Randall. We have them ranked in the 20s. You know, they're definitely viable picks for this week. Um, but it's just, it's a really unknown offense coming off of a bye. So prepare yourself to be disappointed. Um, and the New York Giants defense, because they're the Giants. And they're going against the Colts, who happen to be uh, scoring machines. So not my favorite matchup for them. Even but, with uh, Roethlisberger's huge game, Andrew Luck was a stud last week. Yes, again, again, it yeah. doesn't. He doesn't. Doesn't matter. We have him ranked first, you guys. This is his year. It, I mean, and I, even though I think that a lot of our listeners do the regular leagues, I do want to say one daily fantasy thing here at the end. Know who to spend your money on. Okay, Andrew Luck. Um, Antonio Brown. There are some people that have literally been top 20, top 10 people, depending on which position they are, every single week. Those are the people you spend money on. That literally, it's every week, you guys. And Andrew Luck is one of them. I'm sorry. He's unbelievable this year. He, he unbelievable. has an easy schedule, guys. And it's, you know, it's not going to change for the rest of the season. Yeah. So it's money making. It's money making. All right, you guys. We know week nine is going to be tough, so make sure you follow your injury reports. Keep updated on your our rankings on HerFantasyFootball.com. Check out our article, our 10 bold predictions for ESPNW, and our short video we posted yesterday. I guess it was two days ago now since we're airing this on Thursday, but... Uh, chat us up on her fantasy <laughs> FB on Twitter, guys. We'll answer your questions coming down to the wire. It's a lot of questions, a lot, a lot. Thank you guys for. We'll try to answer your questions. We'll try. Yeah, we might give you a sanky. Um, uh, until next week, you guys. No more faking it. Hey.